0: Okay, great, so we already had a service, so we're gonna go for our second one. high five somebody next to you and say we're ready for the second one. And there's a third one coming <laughs> okay, so we're doing we're doing healing this month, and I'm just gonna quickly flight the program up there. next one. great, so. Tonight we're going to deal with healing of your habits, so habits are important. Habits will make you or they will destroy you. Then next week we're going to do healing of your body, so I'm going to share in the morning service. The morning service is going to be English, Luke's going to share in the evening service. And then healing of your mind and soul, so we're going to look at emotional healing, the healing of thoughts, all of those things that you struggle with in your mind and in your emotions. And then the last one, the 27th of October, in the evening service, we're going to do specifically focus on deliverance. So that's where when Jesus said, you will drive our demons, those things are real. Those things are many times in our lives, we don't even know about it. And we're just going to say, in the name of Jesus, they have to leave. Because Jesus died for so much more than we are currently experiencing. And then on that Sunday morning, there's actually going to be a kid's service. So it's going to be the children's church, and they're going to do something on healing and, and deliverance. And then the fasting and prayer one, Mika, just the one that you had up there previously. Great. So on, Wednesday, on the on the Wednesdays of, of um, October, we're going to, I told all the leadership team, the whole leadership team, so if you want to be a leader, you can, Join us. We're going to fast, and we're going to trust for breakthrough in the area of healing. Physical healing, emotional healing, all kinds of healing. So then we're also going to open up the church between 12 and 2 on those Wednesdays, and you can come in, or you can bring your friend. It doesn't matter what kind of healing they need. You can bring them to church, and we're going to pray for them. Because you'll see now, as we start just... Looking at the Word, what the Word says, why Jesus came to this earth. Jesus died for healing too. And we're going to put out our faith that we're going to see so many healing testimonies from this church. And then you're going to take it out into into the world. Amen. Are you guys excited? Okay, so it's not about, by the way, this is not about Luke and Look at myself praying for people. This is about all of you getting activated in what Jesus died for so you can be the minister to people out there. There's a lot of people, they won't believe in Jesus, but they have a need, a physical need or a mental need, and you can address that through the name of Jesus. And we're going to look at that. Amen. Great. So I'm going to run through just two scriptures with you, and then I'm going to hand over to Nancy. She's going to share a little bit on habits tonight. That's Amazing. So that's the third sermon, by the way. You guys ready? 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it says this, Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it says here that there is a sanctification process that's happening or that God wants to um, start initiating in our lives, and that is for everything. It's for body, soul, and spirit. Often we think, hey, God, you, you are interested in forgiving my sins, but that's, that's all. No, Jesus died for all of that. Body, soul, and spirit. Your body actually carries like the image of God because you were created in the image of God. Your soul, in other words, your soul is refers to your emotions, your personality, your will, your thought processes. Your soul carries the image of God. And, and because of sin, it got corrupted. And now, because of what Jesus did on the cross, there is healing. But there is also there's, there's a process where Jesus wants to bring us back to the pure image of Jesus Christ. So, it's... It's not only for your spirit, but it's for spirit, soul, and body. Do you get that? Great. Let's go to Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. Because I want you to to read that scripture, and you're going to form groups of two to three people. And you're going to tell me from that scripture, what did Jesus die for from that scripture? Just two verses. If you read that scripture, what did Jesus die for? Okay, so you quickly get into groups of two or three and just say, hey, Jesus died for this. This is what I'm reading in this scripture. Okay, great. So you, you can talk. Okay, great. Okay, so who have you got at least two? There are more than two, but who have you got at least two? Okay, s- scream it out. What's the first one? Jesus paid for? Griefs. Yes. Give me another one. Sorrows. 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 Yes. Sin. Affliction. Iniquities. Iniquities. Sickness. Okay, great. So you can go into the next slide, Mika. Okay, so here's, here's the thing. We have often limited God in the church. And I think we, we actually need to repent of that. Maybe you've done this too. You have made God in your image, but you're actually created in God, God's image. You carry a little bit of His, or you carry a lot of His image, but He is so much bigger than your brain. So, so see this. So Jesus came to this earth, to restore everything that was stolen from us through the fall of man, through what Adam and Eve did, the sin. Because of sin, there's distance between us and God. But then Jesus came and He restored all of that. The big word is reconciliation. He reconciled us with God. In other words, everything that God has for us, we, it's available to us through Jesus Christ. And this this verse, these two verses over here, it is a prophetic word that Isaiah gave about the Messiah, in other words, about what Jesus will come and do. And this is what he actually did. So he came and he died for our griefs and our sorrows. He died for all your emotional pain. Every bit of anxiety that we prayed for. He died for all of that. You don't have to suffer with anxiety. It's the, it's the sickness of our time, stress and anxiety and depression. But Jesus died for it. So this is the reality over here. Then He also he paid for our transgressions. In other words, everything, every sin that you've committed, he, there's already forgiveness in the cross. You cannot make your soul whole because of, of, of what you've done, but through Jesus... There's a sacrifice that He made so that you can receive forgiveness and you can be at peace. What if you have done something very wrong and you you went to God and God's like, hey, you are forgiven? What if you have felt that peace? That is what Jesus died for. And then iniquity, it talks of this idea that we we are born into sin. Because of the fall of man, we are born into sin. This is our identity if we don't know Jesus. So He actually died for that that so when we when we say jesus come into my life we could reconcile to the god to god but not only that we also get a new identity and that's identity of being holy a son and a daughter of of the living of the living god so he died for that and then last one he also died for every kind of healing for physical pain every pain that you are suffering he died for that. So it is God's will to heal you. It is God's will to heal your body. It is your, uh, God's will to heal your dad from his cancer. It is God's will to heal your sister's kid that's suffering from this weird lung disease. It is God's will. Because Jesus paid for that. And sorry, I, saw, I see I missed out one piece. He also, it says that he, he brought peace peace between us and God so you can you can have a a a restful a relaxed relationship with God it's not only you thinking wow I need to do this to impress Jesus or to impress God so this is the reality he died for all our emotional pain he died for for sickness he died for all our transgressions he died for our iniquity and this is what Jesus paid for and in Jesus we have access to that but so many of us, we still live on this side, where we're like, Oh, Jesus, you paid for my sin, but not for my, my emotional pain. You, you can forgive 50% of my sin, but you cannot forgive this one thing. I'm still ashamed of what I did 10 years ago. Or you, hey, I have this physical ailment, and I'm going to, I'm going to, Get my uh, be in medication for the rest of my life. Jesus wants to heal you of that. Hey, and by the way, we love doctors. Doctors, if you get healed through a doctor, it's not a second-grade healing. It is God has used and given people the skill. But there's also where we're like, hey, doctors has a limit. Medi- medicine has a limit. So where you say, hey, Jesus, now we're trusting you to cure us. This, this morning I shared a, t- a testimony of a lady in our congregation and she had cancer, f- stage 4 lymph, um, um, lymph cancer. And um, she got healed via a doctor and via prayer and via just changing the way that she eats. Because you need everything. It's all integrated. And she got, she got healed. She said she walked into the doctor's office and she said... I really believe that I will get healed. And the doctor said to her, and praise Jesus for doctors like this. He said to her, you are already healed. Because he understood this reality. In Jesus, you can tell your friends, I am healed. My emotional pain is taken care of. My anxiety is gone. You can tell them, hey, I have peace with God. I have peace in my heart because that is the reality in the spirit. I'm not saying that is what you're experiencing because you need to line up your experience. You need to align your experience with what Jesus is saying in the Word. What is what Jesus died for? So often we like we don't like those people, or some people say, "Yeah, you you're taking you so you're so depressed and you're so anxious." You say, "No, but I I don't I'm not anxious because Jesus is in me," and and I get what you I get what you're doing. So we're not. And we're not, we don't want to be naive in saying, hey, these circumstances doesn't exist. What I'm feeling, it's not real. You can say they are real. The only difference is we're just not giving it a place of influence in our lives. Because what is the biggest influence in your life? It's what Jesus did on the cross. So, yes, I'm suffering with anxiety. And by the way, that's, it's fine if you suffer with anxiety. But, hey, know that there's more for you. God wants to heal you of that. And hopefully he'll do it tonight. Let's trust for that. Amen. Okay, so before I give to Nancy, I want to just emphasize this one point. So by faith, we appropriate everything that Jesus died for. Big word. Just means that you, by faith, you take hold of what he died for and you bring it into your life. So that's, That's positioning yourself in Jesus. That is very important. That's where we start. All of us start. Like, hey, Jesus, wow, it's actually, I know it's true because you are true. And I take that and I take hold of that. But then there's a second step that oftentimes we fail in. And that's being a steward of what Jesus gave to us. Be a steward of his forgiveness. How How do you do that? So you are forgiven You've maybe committed a sin. You've you repented before a friend. you prayed about it. And now you know that you are forgiven because that's the truth. But now the enemy comes again and says, hey, you're not forgiven. How do you steward forgiveness? You, you tell the enemy, I am forgiven. Because this is what the Word says. You get into the Word. You say, this is how, this is how I'm forgiven. By the blood of Jesus. And the same works with our, with our bodies. So when we, when we receive supernatural healing, maybe you're over here and you have, a difficulty, you have difficulty with your gut or your digestive, digestive system or, or whatever. So what happens then is you ask God for a miracle healing. And that's, that's awesome. We do that. We love that. But now you don't look at the way that you eat. You just, you're an emotional eater. So when you, for instance, when you're stressed, you actually release acid into you, into your gut, which just causes more inflammation, then it just doesn't help the process of getting healed. So now you have to trust for the miracle healing, God just restoring your gut, but then you must start looking at your habits. So those two things work together. Awesome. So that's where I give over to Nancy. Nancy, she's a very good friend of ours. She's Gert's wife. She's also a homeopath, and she lives what she's going to teach tonight. Amen. Third sermon.
1: Having lived on a farm um, in the, uh, quite far from any towns with good schools, we were in boarding school from grade one. So um, in our junior school or during junior school, I only used to go home to the farm over the weekends and then during high school, I moved to Woodridge between PE and Jeffrey's Bay and then we only used to come home over the long holidays. So I spent most of my time or a lot of my time living in hostel with a lot of girls and I was very confronted um, with um, girls struggling with anorexia, bulimia, or some sort of eating disorder. so at the end towards the end of my high school career, I was um, thinking of studying dietetics and psychology and combining the two practices and then working with um, girls struggling with eating disorders or Um, and anorexia or bulimia. And I've always had a a big passion and a big love for girls um, struggling in those areas. But in high school, basically for as long as I could remember, I was also struggling with my own health. I had severe recurrent stomach cramps. I was in and out of the hospital on pain drips the whole time, trying to manage the pain. And I went through a lot of tests and investigations. And we could never quite get to the roots of the problem. So over time, the more I ate, I could eat anything. Um, The skinnier I got, I was just getting so malnourished, and we couldn't quite understand what was going on. And then at the end of um, school, I was also wanting to go to America to coach tennis um, as a gap year. But my parents um, wouldn't allow me to go until I sorted my health out. So that's when I landed up with a homeopath in Joburg. And um, this homeopath had previously been an engineer. He was also a GP. And then he studied homeopathy. And his wife was also a homeopath. And when they saw me, they said they'd never seen such an unhealthy 18-year-old. And which shocked me a bit, because I thought I was actually leading quite a healthy lifestyle. So go- went through a couple of tests again. And basically, we figured out that I was highly allergic to gluten. I was also slightly lactose intolerant. My gut was very, very inflamed. And they also figured out that my colon was too long for my body. So going through a couple of tests, I spent about six months with the family. Almost became part of the family, just eliminating um, gluten, going through a couple of um, detox programs. I was on a um, couple of nutritional supplements, and then after time, I just started picking up. Uh, I got healthy and started gaining weight again. So then I could go to America, coach tennis for it was six months. Then then I came back to South Africa, and that's when I started studying homeopathy. Um, and then met my husband Gert and then in my fifth year I also did a Pilates course because I've always been very passionate about health and exercise in general. Um, so my history of my stomach um, problems and digestive issues gave me a very big passion for gut health And digestive health so my one of my favorite terms is our gut is our second brain so basically if your digestive system isn't functioning properly the rest of your body won't function properly if you're not absorbing your nutrients that feeds your brain that feeds your muscles that feeds your nerves your body is not going to function properly it affects your mood it affects your joints it affects every area in your body so We always look at the gut as the first place. If someone comes in and says they're not feeling well, we generally look at the gut first to see what's going on. During this time of figuring out um, my health, I also realized that God is very, very interested in our bodies. He wants us to be healthy, um, and he he wants us to have good health. So um, if we look at Psalm 139, um, verse 13 to 14, it says... For you created my inmost being. You knit um, me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Then 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 to 20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So I realized that um, through this whole process that God, as he's interested in our health, as I said, but he also wants us to take responsibility for our health. He wants us to look after ourselves. So I've put together um, six foundations or good habits that i found valuable in my life. Um, and it's all just basically from resources that the Lord has given us to look after ourselves. So the first one is water. Our bodies are made up of 65 to 75% of water. We have water in our eyes, we have water in our joints, we have water in our skin, and we have water in our brain. Water is one of the most powerful anti-aging substances that your body needs, and it's also very important to eliminate toxins from your body. Um, dehydration is one of the um, most common causes of headaches and exhaustion. So if you have a headache or if you're feeling completely fatigued after your day, it's best to drink a glass of water and just see if that doesn't make a difference. So our next foundation or good habit to get into is sunlight, getting enough sunlight. Even though we live in South Africa, um, we have lots of light, there's lots of sun, We quite often don't spend enough time in the sun, or if we do, we tend to cover ourselves up or put a lot of sunscreen on. So the sun is very important for vitamin D production, and vitamin D is a vitamin that your body needs to support your immune system and create a strong immune system. It's also a very, very important anti-inflammatory, and it's also very good for your mood. Our next foundation is enough sleep. So, for as adults, we need between seven and nine hours of sleep for our bodies to recover properly. So, sleep is also important for your immune system, it's important for cell renewal and regeneration of your body and your brain. It's very, very important for your hormonal system, so for instance, if we don't sleep enough, Um, your body releases less leptin, which is a hormone that um, stimulates hunger or controls your metabolism. So if you have too little leptin in your body, it makes you very hungry and also creates cravings. Um, Then another example of sleep is, especially during the first three hours of sleep, your um, testosterone is produced. So if you have um, too little sleep, you don't go to bed early enough, your testosterone um, levels drop dramatically every night. Um, So our, our next foundation is exercise. So I always tell my Pilates clients that there's exercise for all ages and all abilities. Never stop moving. Exercise is so important for your whole body. It's good for your heart, your lungs, your blood pressure, your body mass index, and even your cholesterol. It's a great way to de-stress, and as I said, there are many um, ways to exercise, so it's important that you find a type of exercise that suits you and that fits into your lifestyle. My personal experience with um, exercise, especially running, is it's a space where I experience the Lord the most, so seeing the mountain and hearing the birds, praise and worship just comes more naturally to me. Um, I also feel a lot more productive and efficient after exercise. I've got a lot more energy and I'm also a lot more patient. Um, So I know we all lead very, very busy lifestyles and exercise is important, but there's a lot of research coming out lately about how four minutes of high-intensity exercise is actually just as good for your body, so for your heart and for your lungs, as doing an hour of exercise. So they call it a Tabata, I'm not sure if you've heard the word before, but you can go look it up. So you find an exercise that will skyrocket your heart rate, and you do this exercise for 30 seconds, and then you can stop for 10 seconds or 20 seconds, depending on how long it takes your body to recover, and then you do do another high-intensity exercise. So you really want to skyrocket um, your heart rate as much as possible, and then let it drop down again, and then skyrocket. So four minutes. So as I said, um, just those four minutes a day gets the same effects on your heart and your lungs and your body, strengthening your muscles as almost an hour of exercise. Then our next foundation and almost our most important is um, eating well and our lifestyle. So I'd like us to refer back to Psalm 139 where it says, We are fearfully and wonderfully made. God made us all different, but he made us perfectly. So having said that God made us differently, I don't think that there's one set eating plan that suits everybody. So it's important to find what suits you um, and just get to know your body better. So if you find you're eating a certain food and you don't generally feel well on that food, it's best to eliminate that food. So there are, even though... um, Even though there's not a set eating plan for everyone, there are set rules or habits that you can get into to create a a healthy lifestyle and to start stimulating your body to heal itself. Um, So basically, again, food is your medicine. It's very, very important to eat real food. It's important to avoid processed and refined foods and carbohydrates. Avoid preservatives, sugars, as well as non-nutritive sweeteners. Try and eat food in its most natural state as possible. So you want to eat your food as raw as possible. um, If if your food is raw, you're also eating a lot of enzymes, which helps you to digest your food better, which also helps you to absorb your nutrients better. Um, And then fats are also very important. So quite often we're scared of eating fats, but fats are very important, again, to stimulate, or to... Um, support your nerve health and your joint health um, and Just the general anti-inflammatory Then our next foundation is fasting So as almost said in the beginning when we think of fasting we think of breakthrough and we think of connecting with the Lord um, And that's definitely the most important um, part of fasting But um, fasting also has many, many amazing benefits for the rest of your body. I'm just going to tell you about my first experience with fasting when I was at my very sickest. So when I was seeing the homeopath, one of their first protocols they put me under was a seven-day fast, which at that stage was a big shock to me. Um, I could have apple juice on the fast, but I had to fast for the seven days. And then as it started, I was obviously very hungry. I went through severe detox symptoms, so you feel terrible, you have major headaches, but by the end of that fast, I had so much energy, I'd never felt so well, and I literally felt that I could jump to the sky, I felt so well. So fasting is very, very important for cell regeneration, it helps your body to heal itself. It's important to get rid of um, inflammation in your body, and um, yeah, I encourage you to go and look at the benefits, there are really a lot of benefits. So when it comes to our health and making good choices and changing our habits, we have good days and we have bad days. I always say you can take two steps forward and then you might have a bad day where you feel you're taking one step back. Don't let that bad day discourage you. Um, it's said that it takes twenty one days to break a habit and another 42 habits, um, forty two habits and forty two days to get into a new habit. so just push through trust God to keep you motivated, to keep you encouraged and push through the most difficult times because then you will really feel your best after that. Um, So for my health, I've found that it's important to stay focused, to stay consistent, to stay motivated, to eat healthily, and to exercise. As soon as I eat something that I'm not meant to eat, that doesn't suit my body, or if I don't get to exercise, I immediately feel the effects. I get stomach cramps, I don't feel well, my energy is low, um, my mood's not good. So um, there is no choice for me other than just to eat well. If we look at um, Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So no matter what your circumstances, this is a a verse that always rings in my head every single day. So it's just, um, yeah, I just love this verse for any circumstance. But... um, For this one, I just feel that we must trust God to help us understand our bodies. So we need to get to know our bodies. So we need to get to know what foods to put into our bodies, what type of exercise to do, and just what works best for us. So let's also ask God um, to show you, as I've said, what exercise and food is best, and also trust him to keep you motivated. So we need to stay motivated to be the best version um, of what God has created us to be. So we want to be the best version physically, mentally and spiritually. Um, And then in my life and in my practice, one of the um, things that I recommend most to get in as many raw vegetables as possible is vegetable juice. So juicing your vegetables gives you a high concentration of nutrients Um, But we always want to make sure that we juice vegetables and not fruit, because fruit is too high in sugar. And your green vegetables are always the best, so the greener your juice is, the better it is. I've had chronically anemic patients, so extremely exhausted, fainting, being on veggie juice for three months, and they... Completely sorted they don 't need any medication, their energy levels are good, and they just generally feel amazing so and that 's just from your food being your medicine so it 's always just good to think what you think about what are you putting into your body, check labels and get to know your body um, better. The other experience that i 've had is i 've had Um, two kids. After my first pregnancy I was very exhausted. I lost a lot of hair. I thought I was going bored. and now after my second pregnancy I supported my body with um, uh, collagen being one of the things but basically I haven't lost any hair. My my, um, tendons and my ligaments and everything have been a lot more comfortable starting to exercise after pregnancy. And um, my energy levels and my skin has also been a lot better than the first time round. And your collagen is something that you get out of bone broth. So boiling your bones after you've eaten a roast chicken or some sort of meat um, and making, basically forming a soup. And it's, I know it sounds—it might not sound so appetizing, but it's, that's what, where you get your collagen. And it's really good for your joints and, and skin. And it's good for your gut. And yeah, just from your general meats like oxtail and things like that.: so, yeah. okay. this, is,
0: this is actually so important that we get this. Often oftentimes Cornell and I would see people and, and then we'd like, "This is not a spiritual problem. You just have an eating problem, or you just have a not e- exercising problem. Okay, so and I know there's a lot of condemnation. Whenever you speak of eating or exercise, there's a lot of condemnation that comes with it. By Nancy, by the way, she has to go to her baby. Her baby's only six weeks old. Eh? Or eight weeks, sorry. And look how good she looks. Can somebody just open up for her there. Okay, so I want us to... Quickly close our eyes. I'm going to pray for you that you get this. So this will be up on sermons.org, showforsermons.org forward slash George. You'll get this um, there. Just go, go through it and make one of these, at least one or two of these foundations part of your, your just normal daily habits. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we take this in the name of Jesus, that we, be, that we will be good stewards of our body just as we are good stewards of our spirit and our soul. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you that there's no room for condemnation in this, in this room in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that you really bring conviction, like Holy Spirit conviction, also motivation for us to live healthy lives. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, shake the person next to you. Say, fourth sermon's coming. Great. So... It is healing month, and uh, so Nancy can teach you about healthy eating and healthy exercise. But I want to put out our faith that we get that people get healed in this meeting every Sunday, also every Wednesday. So I want everybody with back pain—if you—if you if you are uh, experiencing back pain—just to stand up quickly. Any? Say. Hendrik is here helemaal genees. Okay, so Hendrik got healed this morning. Just raise your hand. Okay, so, so Jesus died for our sins. Who of you believe that Jesus died for our sins? Who of you believe that Jesus actually forgave you for your sins? Okay, so you are forgiven. Say, I am forgiven. So now you can also say, I am healed. healed. Because it's the same thing. He paid for it. Okay, so I want you to, if you're sitting next to somebody that's standing, put your hand on the back of that person. And we're just going to pray now that they get healed. Okay, if you don't have somebody next to you, just extend your hand towards somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Can we get the worship band up? I see Tracy is getting prayed for, so maybe Warwick, not Warwick, John. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So just pray out out to these people. Say, Lord, thank you that you brought healing through the cross, and also that healing is available to them in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus